is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Beef's Beef. Sorry it's been so long since I recorded my last episode. First off, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I thought it was a great interview with Aaron Lunsford, uh, the drummer for Acidies Burn. Uh, like I said, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, it was a little different than what I normally do because it was a musician. But, hey, you know, maybe if I can get some more stuff like that, if you guys enjoyed that, I'll, you know, I'll definitely try to do that. So uh, I have a great interview set up for you guys today. But before that, I want to get with my sponsors. My first sponsor, Crystal Lackey at Stockton Mortgage. Get with get with Crystal with all of your home loan needs, with all your refinancing needs, anything that has to do with the mortgage or anything that has to do with the home lending process. Get with my friend Crystal at Stockton Mortgage. You can get in contact with her at 502-615-0743. It is Crystal Lackey at Stockton Mortgage, 502-615-0743. 0743. Stockton Mortgage is an equal housing lender. MLS number 8259. Crystal Lackey, MLS number 1735979. My second sponsor right here, boom, Delium. B-D-E-L-L-I-O-M. Spelled Delium, or it said Delium, spelled B-D-E-L-L-I-O-M. My good friend Isaac does great stuff with, with this clothing line. You can find him at at Hymns Gentleman Boutique in downtown New Albany. Delium is men's and women's minimalistic brand that focuses on modern aesthetic and quality. Everything comes pre-shrunk, so you don't have to worry about it shrinking on you in the dryer or anything like that. Um, my guy's always posting new stuff that he's doing. Check out, check him out. Delium Clothing on Facebook, at Delium Clothing on Instagram. Again, Delium Clothing, look them up. Buy some stuff from him. Look at that shirt. That's nice. So today's episode will be with a person I consider a great friend of mine. He's a fantastic athlete and an even better person. Um, today I have a returning guest. He was on episode 50 for all you longtime listeners. His name is Javen Reeves. He is a professional high jumper. He jumped for he jumped in high school for New Albany High School. He also jumped for the University of Louisville, won the ACC championship his senior year of college, and has now moved on to the professional ranks. So I think you guys are going to enjoy this this uh, interview. We're going to talk about you know what it, what it takes to you know be a professional high jumper. You know what goes into his training and everything from from the training to what he's looking to do in the future. So, without further ado, Javen Reeves. All right, guys, I'm here with Javen. Man, how are you doing? I'm doing real good. It, it feels good to be back. Haven't seen you. We haven't talked in a while. Yeah, we, we, talk, we, we talked since uh, November. When, uh, yeah, well, we ran into each other at the polls, actually, when we were voting. We, I didn't even think we'd sit there and talk for very long. We sat there and talked for 35, 40 minutes. So. It was a minute. It was a minute. Yeah, so I talked to you then and said, you know, I'd actually told you before that I wanted to get you back on, and then um, I let some time go because we'll talk about uh, what what you were dealing with at that point. Uh, yeah. And uh, – it later on in the episode, whenever I asked the questions and stuff, but uh, so for those of you who don't remember, I had Javen on uh, on an earlier episode. It was actually episode fifty, so it was that long ago. Right now we're on one fifty-five, man. So done one hundred and five episodes since the last time you've been on. It's a lot different too, if you can tell. So way way different. Yeah, um, I was still. I know I was fifty episodes in, man, but I was still getting my feet wet with a lot of that stuff. So uh, it was funny though, man. We just stood there at your. Uh, 
we stood there at your at the yeah, island of your apartment yeah, and just yeah. chilled and talked and it, i mean it was still good which is the same thing we're going to do here yeah. today but it was it's a lot different than what i'm doing now because now we actually have a video aspect of it so it's great to be able yeah. to everybody gets to see what the person looks like that's the way i like to look at it anyway i um, know i like this a lot better too but how, how was your experience right out of right after college like what did you do right after you know we got done with that and you end up graduating so it, it was kind of tough. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't know whether I wanted to do track. I wanted to do track, but I wanted, I needed to pay my bills too. So I had, I didn't know, know what I was going to do. And I just, I took a, I took a break from track and I, I got in, I got out and then I got in and I got out. Um, but uh, I, I, I got an apartment and I started working and I, I kind of did away with it for a minute, but, um, and then I got back into it. What uh, what brought you back? Like what what got you to you know come back and then actually just stick with it? Uh, so I was having a I was having a conversation with my friend Rye, Fly Guy Rye, and uh, I was talking to him. And I was like, it just every it seems like every time I try to get back in the track, something always goes wrong or, or or something always happens. So I don't I don't know if it's that's just God telling me just not to do it or 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 just persevere and push through and make it happen. Um, and he told me, he was like, well, uh, we don't quit. So um, just give it one more try. And we were out New Year's and we were just uh, drinking, having a good time. And uh, I told him, I was like, man, I'm not even going to lie to you. And I was, I'm not, I was under the influence, but I was, it was, it was, it was sincere. It was true. And I was saying like, I'm not even going to lie to you. I only use two weeks and I feel like I, I can be the best jumper in the country, in the world, whatever the case may be. And uh the next day, I took it took a stand that I was going to train for um, two weeks, get my get my mind right. And uh, my coach told me he was like, "This was uh, the beginning of the 2020." And uh, my coach told me he was like, "Well, let's see where you're at." And uh, I went. Uh, he said, "So go to Indianapolis and uh, go jump and just see where you're at, just, just so I know where to put you when it's time to make your practice schedule and all that." I went up there and jumped seven two, and then he was like, "Oh, well, I got to make a real practice schedule for you." And then we <laughs> kind of got the ball rolling. Uh, but I, I really am glad to be back. Uh, I I don't want to say I lost myself, but I will say I lost my way. And um, I'm here to jump. Um, I'm here to inspire, and it's just really good to be back and and doing what I love. And and I wouldn't trade it for the world. So I remember the last time I talked to you when you were still just right out of college, you explained how professionals would be in your all's meet. So is that, I guess that's the route that you took at this point. You were now that person that you kind of were getting a little disgruntled with in, in the meets when you were jumping in college, you were that guy now. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm that guy now. I used to be like, dang, like, why, why are they here? But I, I also love the competition too. Cause if I can beat you guys, I, I can, I'm proving that I'm, I'm one of the better jumpers in the country and the world. So um, that is the the route I've kind of taken. I didn't I didn't have any major sponsors out of out of college. So I just I'm I'm unattached right now. Uh, I'm a movement athlete, and we'll get into that later. But I'm a movement athlete, and uh, I'm jumping unattached. And eventually, I'll get into diamond league meets and stuff like that, and, and paid meets. But I have to work my way up because uh, my marks. We're, we're great in college, but they're they're middle of the pack right now. So I just have to get my marks up. And I've talked to a few agents, um, and, and they gave me heights to jump uh, seven five. And he said he can get me into a, 
a few paid meets. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited about this season. I'm really excited what's, what's in store. Like I was telling you in November, I felt like 2020 was um, a foundational year. And uh, we, we created a really, really solid foundation. I'm really excited for, for what's to come because I feel like I'm ready, not just physically, but mentally too. So thinking back, I mean, to taking the entire 2019 season off, do you think, like now that you're looking back at it, you say maybe you lost your weight, but do you think maybe that kind of helped you because it helped rest your body some? And you maybe it was kind of a blessing in disguise maybe? You know what? That's, that's exactly how I viewed it because I came back and I was just like, wow, like you never know. When you were in college, like you're literally training and, and – and doing that all year round. Right. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's kind of like that LeBron mentality where LeBron was just getting worn down, making it the finals every year, then doing the Olympics. Yeah. And so, I mean, you're constantly doing stuff like you had to think that maybe that was taking a toll on your body, even if you were at that age, what, 22, 23 at the oldest. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what, like it's, it's been like seven years. I mean, I've been at it for like six, seven years and, and it's a lot of wear and tear, especially going from, uh, being a senior in high school and not even knowing about indoor season to having a full indoor season, a full outdoor season, and then coming back and uh, having like a month or two off and then coming right back and hitting it straight hard. Um, I needed that year off. I needed that year to, to, to figure out what I wanted to do, figure out who I was. I needed that year off to just rest. And, and I got a lot of rest and I got a lot of, a lot of stuff. Uh, I got, I, I just helped myself. So, I just, I'm just feeling good about what's to come, and I, I just needed that. So you, you talked about your coach and everything, and how you, how he was kind of a point of contact. Like, how difficult was it to train, or how difficult was it to train now that you were out of school? And or, or so you just reached out to your coach, and he was like, "Yeah, come on over here, and I'll still work with you, even though you're not here anymore." So it's, it's, it's a funny story, um, and it was, it was locally a blessing because uh, I'm really good friends with. Uh, um, two world-class high jumpers, Rod, Rod Townsend. He, he was a Paralympian. Uh, he, he won the Paralympics in 2016 in Rio and Ty Nita Butts, his wife, well, Ty Nita Butts Townsend. I don't want to be disrespectful, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they're both world-class high jumpers and they messaged me and they said, we're, we're moving to Louisville and our coach is uh, the new jumps coach. And he reached out to me and we all went out to eat. And, uh, we got back into it and I got back into it. And I basically, um, I was training with them, but um, I quit. And uh, I had to regain his trust because he's, he's one of those people that he's behind you if you're, if you're in it. Yeah. But if you're in one foot in and one foot out, he's just like, all right, like I don't really want much to do with you because this is serious. This is my livelihood. So if you're, if you're not going to be all the way in, I can't be all the way in assisting you so I had to really prove myself when I came back and uh, I had to give him a, a full 100 110 percent effort but uh we got back on track and and uh he he coaches me his name is Pete uh Jeff Petersmeyer he coaches at Louisville and uh he he really breaks the jumps down and uh he 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 has my mind right and he has me ready for the season he makes my workouts every single week um and I'm I'm, I'm thankful for him that's, man, I mean, I'm, if you don't mind me asking, I mean, do you have to pay him to do that, or is he just doing that out of the kindness of his heart? He's So so it's it's a blessing because he's just doing it out of the kindness of his heart. 
Um, he has a, a post-collegiate team, and he uh, asked if I wanted to be on it. And uh, I was like, well, yeah, I definitely want to be on it. Cause so I it's an invite-only type thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. That's still, that's still for him to take out time of his day and, you know, use his efforts and everything for, for free. I mean, that's, that's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm very thankful for Pete. I, we talk at least a few times throughout the week. That's, yeah, that's, that's great. So uh, were you, I guess when you jumped, that was, or you said new year's, I'm guessing. So that was new year's 19 going into 20. Yeah. So I'm guessing you were going to say, Hey, you know, I'm taking these next couple of months because I know when we spoke back in 18, you were talking Olympics in two years, like that was yeah. your big goal. So you two blessings in the skies again, man. I feel like, I know you said maybe God was trying to tell you, I think God's telling you, you need to work for it because then he puts this global pandemic in it as terrible yeah. as it sounds, but it gives you another year for you to completely train. So yeah, I'm guessing you were going to use that small amount of time from January to, I don't even know when the trials would have been before the Olympics, but you were going to use that small amount of time to, to try to work your way into the trials and get into the Olympics. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, I, I view it as a big blessing in the skies because I, I think I would have been able to get in off of, off, off of pure talent and, and effort because I, I worked really hard, but I know, I know God was like, well, like you, you need, you need to get your mental right and you need to do this and you need to do that. So like, uh, I'm not going to say the, the pandemic happened because he wanted me to yeah. get, take an extra year to, to train and stuff. But that's, that's exactly how it felt. I needed to go through what I, a lot of the stuff that I went to, to, to build myself up mentally and physically because right now I feel unstoppable. I feel like I'm, I'm I'm the best in the world. And I feel like that's how you're supposed to uh, feel. I watch a lot of Muhammad Ali and I love his attitude. I love, I love the way he, he takes on life. And I love the way he takes on boxing and his, his confidence, his, just how he moves. And uh, I, I like to, to paint myself just like, just like him. So, I mean, if you can think back to the beginning of the stoppage, like, did you, would you say at that point though, that you would you say now with the clear mind that you would think you were ready to go into the trials and do what you had to do to qualify at that point? I think I think um, I'm more sure of myself now than I am uh, than I was back then. Like I like I was saying, I feel like it would have been uh, I would have been moving off a lot of faith and uh, and <laughs> I, I still had a lot of bills, uh, so I, I would have eventually had to 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 figure something out but i feel like i could have got it done but right now like i'm i'm just very sure of my my abilities and my mental i'm gonna uh, tell you this man you're you're a whole lot more confident than when we spoke the last time yeah yeah it's, I, I can see it it's not just something that's just mustered up because before you all couldn't see like I don't know, man. It's it's getting me excited, dude, for real, because yeah, it's like I, I, really I, I can feel it because before you were like, yeah, I want to try for the Olympics. Now you're like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the trials and I'm going to do my thing to get into yeah. the Olympics. Like that's a totally different mindset. And I agree with you. That's the mindset you have to take. I, I Again, I'm not the greatest at, at anything, but like you see, I watch a lot of sports and I watch a lot of high caliber athletes. That's the mindset. I can really only think of maybe one person that doesn't really have that mindset 
as far as like as high and that's LeBron, but like you, you see guys like Jordan, you see guys like Kobe, Muhammad Ali, the confidence that just oozed out of them all the time. Not to say that LeBron doesn't have confidence, but I don't feel like it's as pushed out there as those other guys. And I can see it, man. And I think it's a, it's a great thing. And I think after a while, that's going to start oozing off on competitors to where it's going to be. Yeah. Oh, great. Now, now it's this guy. They're going to look at you like you did when you were in college. Like, great. This guy's Javen's here at this meet. Now I got to face him and, and <laughs> that's what's going to happen. So I, I realize this is an individual sport and it involves, I, I, but it involves your weights and other training, I'm sure. But explain what the difficulties were and maybe even some things that were maybe easier while training during the global pandemic. Uh, it was, it was really difficult because at the beginning of the pandemic, they, you, you remember how they were pushing like, um, the Nike brand and they were saying like, if anybody wanted to be like professional, like, or be a star, stay in or something like that. And they were really pushing like at home workouts and stuff like that. And I was just like, I can't, I can't get down with at home workouts. It's just not the same. And I, I stopped for a second and we got back into it when, when we got some news that things might be opening back up and then we stopped when things locked back down and then we got back into it. And that's how I, I pulled my hamstring in, in uh, I think it was April or March, uh, May. And I, then I stopped for, for a few months. Well, it was like one or two months, uh, but it was very difficult at the beginning of the pandemic because Louisville, wouldn't let us, and they still don't let us um, um, train at the facilities, which I completely understand. I'm not going to hold that against them. They don't want anybody to come in and, and kind of mess up what they have going on. But I train at Everyday Athletes right now, and I train train at the Movement Institute. Uh, that's my sponsor. And I, tra- I train up there. I, I wake up. I'm, re- I'm really dedicated. So I wake up at 5.15, 5.30 every morning. I go, I go in um, at 6, get done uh, at around – 745, 8 o'clock, I meditate for around 15 minutes, and then I come home to my my girlfriend, and we 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 chop it up and uh, make breakfast and, and do what we got to do, and then I go to work and do it all over again the next day. But uh, nice. at the beginning of the pandemic, it, it was really tough. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, I was contemplating giving it up, but then I was like, That's, this is just a part of just everybody has to go through it. So just like Kobe, Kobe would always say, figure it out. I had to figure it out and I figured it out and we're here and we're, we're ready to compete and we're ready to do what we're supposed to do. So we mentioned, you know, we spoke a few months back and you mentioned your sponsor, which you just mentioned there. And then you, uh, you also mentioned that you experienced an injury. Uh, first explain what and who, what the sponsor does and who it is. And then second, what uh, you said it was a pulled hamstring. How how did you how did you end up doing that? I guess it was you know off and on like you said. And are you a hundred percent now? Okay, so so the first injury, I, so I got I had two major injuries. I, the first one was um, a pulled hamstring, and that was just because we were off and on, and we we were trying to be intense, high intensity. But if you're gonna have, do high intensity, you have to continuously build into it. You can't just be off and then try to go out there and run like five, 200s. It's not going to happen for anybody. Like nobody can do that. Um, And I, I I tried to do that and I, I was running 200s one day with Rod and um, I heard a pop in my hamstring and I was like, Oh wow. 
I know that didn't just happen. <laughs> and then I was, it just felt really terrible for the next few weeks. And I was like, you know what? Dang. So is that something that you just rest and it heals itself like a sprained ankle almost, or is it just, yeah. you have to get treatment on it and stuff? Yeah. So, so that was just something that I had to rest. I, I went and got dry needled and that helped, helped a lot. And that's pretty much um, my chiropractor takes like needles and pokes the muscle and, and it loosens up the muscle. Um, but yeah, that was tough. And then, then the, the next injury was um, when I got, I fully got back training. It was in, in, in August and I was and in track. There's no such thing as two a day workouts, but I, I was just in this mode where I was like, I got to work. I got to get back. I got to do this. I got to do that. So I was waking up at like 530, riding my bike to the gym, having one practice, having one weightlifting session. And then I would go to work and then I would get out of work, ride my bike uh, some like to the gym and then do another session and or go to the boxing gym. Uh, and I would ha- have a rest day through the week on like Thursdays. But we would train like Monday through Friday and then well Monday through Saturday and then have uh Sunday off and I was doing that every day and then of course um I overtrained and I ended up tearing my meniscus and mm. uh and uh it was tough though because I had just after I got dry but it's I will say this is a blessing in disguise because I uh when I went and got dry needled I was telling my chiropractor, I was like, hey, I've been doing this jump attack. You know, Jordan's uh, trainer, I don't know his name off the top of my head. Um, and I'm not even going to try to. Tim Tim Grover or something like that? Tim Grover. Tim Tim S. Grover. And I was doing his jump attack book because Alex Santiago, somebody that I went to high school with, had told me about it. And I was like, he was like, it, it gives you like six more inches on your vertical. And I mean, I already have a high vertical, but I wanted to do something extra because I wanted to get back in shape, shape. And uh, so I was doing that in the morning and uh, I overtrained and tore my meniscus. And uh, that was when I met Kevin. Um, my chiropractor is, uh, it's, it's a funny story. My chiropractor is um, brother-in-laws <laughs> with Kevin, my, my sponsor. And uh, he was like, well, I can get you in touch with Kevin. And I was telling my girlfriend, um, I was like, baby, I'm going I'm to be honest. It, it would be nice if I just had somebody that can rehab me. And it was that weekend, Kevin called me and he was like, hey, you want to come in to the to the facility and we can get some tests going and go from there? And Because uh, I, I really want to sponsor you because I believe in you. I was looking at some of your stuff and I really believe that you can get it done. And uh, so we went up there and uh, my knee was swollen, but I could I could still train, though. I was still I was still moving, moving well. I was doing what I do. But it was really swollen and. Uh, so I went to the I went I went to Kevin's and we did test and uh, he said I'm gonna sponsor you and uh, so he helped me with rehab and basically I went to the um, talking about the the torn meniscus I went to the doctor and um, basically they said it's just fluid in your knee don't worry about it blah blah to go away you just put some ice on it and I was like all right well I'm gonna trust what you guys say but I it might I think it might be more than that so I trained for two weeks. And um, I went back because it was still swollen. And I, was, I had done everything that they said, uh, taking all the medicine that they told me to take, uh, taking a lot of anti-inflammatories, a lot of ibuprofen, blah, 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 blah. And I wasn't, it still wasn't hurting, but it had started hurting. So I went back and uh, we got an MRI 
and they said uh, then my ride came back a few a few days later, and it said that um, you have a torn meniscus. Uh, you part you might have uh, you have a flip disc, and you might have a partially torn ACL. And I was like, wow, like, and I had a moment. I had a a moment, and I was like, I was riding back home, and I was just inside. Well, I was riding back to work because the MRI was at like eight that morning. I was riding back to work and I was like, God, I have, I don't know what you want from me. Like, I don't know what you want from me. I don't yeah. know what you're, what you're asking for me. And then, um, and then I posted some on my IG. It's, it's probably still on there. It's one of my, it's one of, on one of my stories. But um, I, I said God wants you to dig deeper. So I just dug deeper. And then uh, the surgeon came back and said, your, your ace. He did the surgery two weeks later. Um, and he said, your ACL was perfectly fine. Uh, it was just a torn meniscus and, uh, the disc is all good. We just fixed everything and uh, you'll be good in about four to six weeks. Um, so that, that was a blessing in disguise. Kevin, my, my sponsor though, he helps me with, um, rehab and he helps me with my explosiveness and, uh, control, controlling and, uh, transferring energy through my, my core. And uh, my core is very stable now. It's very, this is a lot of stuff I wish I would have known at Louisville. Not to say that Louisville didn't help me. I would never, ever say that because they they got me to where I am. But um, he's definitely, he knows his stuff. And he he's willing, he's right behind me. And I, I, I'm going to go see him uh, Saturday. We're, we're, we're getting back together Saturday. But that's, that's the Movement Institute. Um, they're actually getting my jerseys together because I start, I open up the season um, next week. Um, but yeah, they're, they're behind me 100%. And I'm, I'm really excited for, for everything that's to come because it, it, it wasn't easy getting over a torn meniscus, but that's what made me get into meditation and, and really build my mental because that was the first injury I really had where, oh, you can't do anything for four to six weeks. Like you're, you're out. Like you, you're stuck with your mind. You can't go jump over a bar. Like you, yeah. so you have to build your mental. And uh, I've I built my mental, and I and it takes three weeks to build a, a routine and build a habit. So, um, I've meditated a lot, and did a lot of rehab, and I still meditate every day. Uh, I still do a lot of rehab with Kevin, and uh, we're excited. We're excited. I'm back 100% healthy, and I'm I'm ready to go. So would you say that the meditating is the biggest part of your mental approach being different than what it was in college or even high school? Like first let's go back to high school to college. Like what was your biggest mental, uh, biggest difference in mental approach from high school to college and then from college to now? So, so high school, I was just, I was just more gifted than everybody. I I could just jump higher than everybody. So it was just, the plan is that we're going to go out and we're going to do what we do. If we do what we do, nobody's going to beat us. And that's really what happened. We got second once at, at regionals, but it didn't really matter because regionals it was is all about surviving and advancing. So we won state. Um, when I got to college, I was actually just talking to a friend about this. I was talking to my friend Devin last night. And I was saying, we used to talk uh, in, in freshman year at the at the dorms and we would always be like, we're surrounded by state champions now. So how are we going to separate ourselves? Um, and I think my approach was just to, 
I was still a lot more gifted than everybody, but I had to really focus on um, my craft. I had to really focus on my craft. And that quote is 90% of sport is mental and the rest is, is, uh, is athletics and doing it. Yeah. That's very true because once you get to the high, highest level, People are just going to outsmart you. I think it was, uh, uh, I want to say Roger Federer. He said, a lot of people are just as talented as me, but they they will never be able to outsmart me because I'm I'm so zeroed in and so focused mentally. Don't quote me on that because I don't know if it was Roger Roger Federer. It might have been Novak Jokovic, but uh, I don't don't really know off the top of my head. But, But, yeah, like, it's really tough. So you said your current training situation. So right now you're, you said you're training where everyday fitness, where is that at? Everyday athlete. It's, or everyday uh, athlete, sorry. It's right. Um, it's right off of production lane. It's on uh, Hurstbourne. You know where the AMC theater is? Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's right. It's right down the street from that. Um, and my, my girlfriend actually lives around 10 minutes from there. So it's not too far of a drive in the morning at 6 a.m., but, um, I love I love it because I-, I don't need much to motivate me, but having people there that that see you train and, and that are in there just working just working hard working as hard as you I can't talk right now <laughs> working as hard as you um, it really makes me go even harder because um, I love to be around people who 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 ha- are goal driven who have who are there for a reason. And, yeah. and we talk all the time and, and they're behind me. And a lot of them are probably going to go to um, Louisville just built an indoor facility. And a lot of them are probably going to um, go to the, the, the meet March 7th. So um, I love everyday athlete and uh, I love the movement too. I love, yeah. I love what he's doing there. He's about to expand. So uh, you said your, your season starts next week. Is that what you said? Yes. So yes. what are your what are your plans as far as all right, these are the ones that I for sure have locked in. And then what are the ones where you're like, because you said you have some meets that maybe you might get into. What are the ones that for sure you know you're going to do now though? So so right now I have four meets um that are for sure well actually five that are for sure goes. So the next meet meet next the meet next week at the Darius Dixon Clax Classic in Liberty. Uh, Lynchburg, Virginia. Um, that's that's the season opener. Um, we're gonna do really well there, and um, we have two meets um, at the at the new indoor facility in downtown Louisville, in the West End, um, March seventh and March fourteenth, and then uh, I'm headed wait, wait, out. To- wait, where is where is that? I didn't even know there was a new indoor facility in downtown yeah, in the West End. So they spent uh, twenty million dollars to build a new indoor facility downtown. Um, it's beautiful. I actually rode past it. I don't know the address off the top of my head, but I rode past it this um, a few days ago actually, and uh, it's it's really nice. And they, they actually just posted um, some pictures on Twitter. Uh, Rod sent it to me. Uh, I can send it to you after this. Absolutely, but, um, yeah, yeah. Send it to me. I want to check it out. But it's it's really dope. It's a beautiful facility. I like how Louisville's expanding. I like how Louisville's doing what they're doing. And uh, I, I I just – I'm excited to be a part of, of what Louisville's doing. So do these meets go towards something that quali- qualifies you for the Olympic trials? Or, like, how does that work? Is that just something that you just have to 
jump over a certain thing to get to the Olympic trials, like jump over a certain height, or is it just any person that's a professional high jumper can technically go to this? So basically um, you have to hit the, the U S trial standard, which is 75. I don't think that'd be a problem. Um, and then uh, the Olympic standard, you have to hit the Olympic standard to get into the Olympics, which is seven, seven and three quarters. I'm pretty sure 233. Uh, I don't know the meters and feet. Uh, so I think it's seven, seven and three quarters, but I know it's two, 233 in meters. So um, I think that'll be, I think we'll get, we'll jump seven, five very early in the season. I think it'll take a little bit um, longer to, to get the Olympic standard, but not, not too long. I know we'll get it before the U S trials. And then once, once we get to the U S trials, it's all about doing what we do, uh, fine, fine tuning and getting ready to, to go to the Olympics because I, I, I believe if you ask me, I believe I'm going, um, I, I believe we can get it done and we will get it done. Um, it's all about timing and, and winning the day. Um, that, that was, that was my mindset in college was winning the day. As long as we do what we're supposed to do every day, once it's time to compete for a championship, nobody – as long as injuries don't happen, nobody nobody's to be able to beat us. See, that's the other thing that goes into what you're doing and that makes what you do so impressive because um, you have to be very self-motivated because it's such an individual sport. Yeah, you know, you play on a basketball team. Sometimes you can come out not as motivated, and your team can still be out motivated, and it'll just bring you up. And right. this, it's like there's no one jumping for you. You're jumping for yourself. Right. So you can go out there and get embarrassed if you don't want to be, uh, you know, motivated enough to do it. But yeah, I mean, that's that's the other thing. And you're right. I mean, you're gonna have to have confidence, and you already have it. So you you go where where and when are the Olympic trials held? Like where where are they held at? So, so they're in June, mid-June, actually late June. Um, they're in Eugene, Oregon. They actually just built um, a new facility. It's like, it's like a nice little dome. Not little. It's, it's a big dome. <laughs> uh, Dr. Fauci actually was saying that things should be closer to normal back then, so we should have fans at the U.S. Olympic trials, which would be, which would be amazing. Um, and I've never actually jumped at Oregon. I, I've, I've always wanted to jump at Tracktown USA, but I've never been able to. So um, I know I'm going to hit the U, U.S. Olympic standard. I'm going to pay for my um, hotels and everything very soon because I know I'm going to go. And uh, it's going to be it's going to be really fun. So um, you jumped at something last year, right? I feel like it was before the pandemic hit because yep. I, yep. I was actually at the boat when you were doing it. And I made them change the channel to so I could watch. Have you been to the boat and seen the sports thing there? Yeah. I made them change one of those TVs to watch you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I jumped in, I jumped at uh, Albuquerque. So, I, so um, like I was saying earlier, I, I qualified for uh, U.S. Indoor Championships. And uh, um, then I went – well, I went to Indianapolis, and then I qualified for USA Indoor Championships, and I went to USA Indoor Championships before the pandemic happened. And I went in, went there and played six, and uh, we jumped seven two. And I, what I will say is my body, although my mind was ready to compete at, at the highest level, my body was not in shape to do that. So, like, it was just constant injuries and constant – pulling hamstrings, pulling groins, this and that. 
Um, so like like we've been saying, it's, it was a blessing in disguise to get that extra year to to really go because I'm I'm really really sure of my ability, really really sure of myself. And there there'll be ups and downs, but mentally I'm I'm solid as a rock. So so I I know I'll be able to get through whatever's thrown at me. So just to be clear that uh, like I understand it right. So as long as you jump seven five sometime during your season, you're qualified to go to the trials. And then if yeah. you jump over what you said, uh, you think it's seven, seven, seven and three quarters. I think it was. Okay. All right. So we had a little bit difficult uh, technical difficulties there. I think Javen got a phone call or whatever. But so just to be clear, so you have to jump set at least seven five. Uh, during the season, and that qualifies you for the trials. And then whatever you said, it may be seven, seven and three quarters, that whatever it is, as long as you jump that during the season, you're automatically qualified for the Olympics. But I guess when you get to the trials, I'm guessing you just have to be top three, certain top three, top three, and, you're, and then you get to go to the Olympics. Yeah. So, so if, if I if I hit it, hit the uh, 233 before – um, the Olympic trials, as long as I get top three, I'm going. Um, I don't know. I think they'll still, as if I don't hit it, I think they'll still take me if I'm top three. Yeah. But it's a sh- for sure thing. If, if I hit the standard and place top three, it's a for sure thing. So let's say you hit the standard. Are you going to continue to do meets for practice, I guess, or is this just where you take time off and you focus on everything you need to do? And then if you feel like you there is something you need to work on, then you do a meet. If I hit it early, um, I think I'm just since since I don't have anywhere to jump right now, I think I'm just continue to just go to meets and see how high I can go, see how see if I can build my world ranking and uh go from there. But um I don't think much will change because of how the pandemic is kind of set up we don't have we can't go jump at the uh, university of louisville um we're in we're in talks with uh the new indoor facility and we we might be able to get in there um but uh i think i think i'll continue as long if i don't if i hit it i'll keep the season the same i won't i won't stop last year i might have done it but this year we gotta we gotta get in as many meets as possible because we don't have anywhere to really jump right now so what's the highest you've ever jumped seven four and a quarter seven four and i'm guessing so that's regard the practice or anything that's the highest you've ever jumped yeah and what i mean what i'm sure you've attempted higher right yeah yeah so yeah so now i got some fun questions for you we're gonna start with the this week is super bowl okay so we can't we can't obviously record an episode of the week of the super bowl and not talk about it Exactly. So this this Super Bowl is this coming weekend. Hopefully, I don't get canceled because I'm saying Super Bowl. Everybody else are making say the big game or whatever. That's why all those commercials <laughs> are saying it. But it is this weekend, you know, pun intended. Yeah. Uh, you got any predictions? Like, who who do you think wins? Like, what do you think the score, the MVP? No, well, me and my cousin, uh, we we go back and forth with this, but I I got to give it to TB12. I think he's just the goat. Um, Pat Mahomes is a a bad boy though. He he he's proven a lot, but I, I I always tell my cousin, I'm like, he's he's a great quarterback. I won't take that from him. He's he does things that we've never seen before. But he also has Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, and that's just it's not all him. 
But I'm, oh, I, yeah. I would never, I would never discredit him because I wouldn't want somebody to discredit me. So, um, but with that being said, I gotta go with the Bucks because I feel like Brady's on a mission, and I feel like Pat Mahomes is young, young in his career. So, if he loses now, it doesn't matter. He's gonna get. I'm predicting he'll get about three or four more. Yeah. So, I have to ask this. I mean, you see the sign here. Boom. That's autographed, by the way. Yep. Are you as excited about the halftime show as I am? Probably not, but no. It's, and, and you know, it's I actually I am. I'm not not no, but I am. <laughs> um, and it's crazy because I, I when I first heard "Blinding Lights," I was like, "Man, this song is weak." And why why do they keep playing it? But then one night, me and my cousin was just chilling, and it came on. I was like, "Who is this? This is hard." And he was like, "Bro, it's the song you've been calling weak." So, <laughs> <laughs> what's funny man is i have so many friends that are the exact same way because i've been i mean people have heard me talk about i've been on the weekend since i he came he was on crew love on take care yeah, great. And, I, and i heard that and i was like why does man i didn't think that that drake would do another song with the dream two albums in a row and i was like yeah. wait who is the weekend i don't i Dove into trilogy right after that yeah. in 2011, yeah. and now my mind was blown. I hit it, I, so I got him right after he put out all three of those mixtapes, and and then so I've been on him for a long time. Yeah, and I've been trying to tell people, I'm like, man, you all He's hear his radio stuff, and his radio stuff is fantastic, but you all really need to listen to his album stuff. And yeah, now some of my friends stuff. and family are listening to his album stuff, and I'm like, man, this dude's good. I was like, bro, I've been telling you that for ten years. Right, <laughs> the dude is fantastic. It's but this album, I mean, this album is way more than Blinding Lights, and I know you you're no, not just saying that's what it is, way, but I, I'm excited to see what culmination he's going to do because the the way he's been setting up the videos and stuff and telling a story with with everything in Vegas, and then it comes out, you know, that he puts seven million dollars of his own money into the into the thing. Yeah, and I love the press conference today. I don't know if you saw any of that. He he wouldn't tell anything about it. See, I think I think it'd be really special. And I love the weekend. I love the weekend. Yeah. So, so let's get your predictions on some fun stuff. There's always the the prop bets and everything. So, okay. all right. So we're we're gonna go. We're gonna come back and look at these and see how well you do. So the coin toss. You think it's heads or tails? I gotta go tails. All right. So Eric. that Eric Church and Jasmine Sullivan are gonna sing the national anthem. You think it's gonna be over or under a minute fifty nine seconds? Over Jasmine Sullivan, Sullivan, she's gonna she's gonna get her runs in. So like she, <laughs> she's definitely gonna sing for longer than a minute and fifty nine seconds. Oh, so I've, so who do you think is gonna be the MVP? I forgot to get that from you. Who do you think is gonna be the MVP? Uh, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna say Devin White, the the linebacker linebacker from uh, I I think Tom Brady could do it, but if I'm I'm gonna give a sleeper and say Devin. I White. think if they do win, it's gonna have to be a defender that gets it. I, I agree with you. If they win the game, it's going to have to be a defender that wins the MVP for the Buffs. Plus, he's been playing lights out. He's he's going to definitely be the X factor, if not the MVP. All right. So the last question: What's the Gatorade color that gets dumped on the coach? I gotta go with I gotta go with blue. Blue. I got you. All right. So I do the I do this next part with everybody. It is the. Uh, rapid fire questions. My rapid fire questions are sponsored by my good friends over at Mike and Cheese. Mm. I don't, you've been off off uh, social media for a little bit, so I don't know if you've seen, but I have my own mac and cheese now. 
No, I, I actually saw that. I actually saw that. Yeah, so oh, I, I, I have, uh, I'm actually getting some for the Super Bowl this weekend to, uh, to celebrate the game. Uh, but head up my, head up my guys over at Mike and Cheese. They got the best mac and cheese in town. Trays start at ten dollars. Okay. Uh, you can get in touch with them. They deliver to Southern Indiana and and Louisville, um, and you know, tip tip him of course. Of course. Uh, but uh, let me make sure I got to get his number. I, I didn't. I pulled up the wrong part of it. Phone number is 502-548-6845. Make sure you try the pizza mac. Tell him I sent you. And you know maybe he'll hook you up with like a, a song or something because he's yeah. music very musically talented as well. So rapid fire questions, you're familiar with that? How that is? I just I give you the question, you say the first thing comes to your mind. All yeah. right, did you have a pre meat ritual? Pre meat ritual? Uh, I would I, I don't have one right now, but I will tell you in high school I used to eat. <laughs> it's, it's, it was really weird and it was a really weird combination, but I would always beat people. Um, it would be sour, sour gummy worms and Vienna sausages. Every, every and, and what? Vienna sausages. To this oh, gosh. You, you <laughs> wouldn't eat them together? I, was, I wouldn't eat them together. No, no, no. But I would definitely eat them before, the, beat both of them before the meat. And then I would eat the rest. I would eat like half the sour kind of straws. I would eat all the Vienna sausages before. And that was a good source of protein. But uh, that was my... <laughs> that was my um, pre-game ritual in high school. Do you have a pre-meat meal? Uh, nope. I like to I like to be light on my stomach, so so like I have 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 breakfast. Um, but um, no. no let's no, say no. let's say the day of day of a meat. What do you like to eat for breakfast? In? Uh, I like to eat like like eggs, bacon, turkey. Well, turkey bacon. I don't really eat pork too much anymore. Um, eggs, bacon, uh, toast. Or uh, some oats or something, just some light, light on my stomach. Um, then I have like a snack before the meat, just so I'm not feeling hungry or anything before uh, during the meat. I have like an apple or a granola, granola bar or a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or a peanut butter sandwich. That's really it. All right, pizza or tacos? <sighs> I gotta go pizza. I gotta go pizza. All right, wings or burgers? Wings. Right, drums or flats? Flats. I got. I got. I got. I'm a flats guy too. This one is a big one for me, man. French fries or tater tots? Oh, this is a tough one. I feel. I feel like I'm not a little kid anymore, so I got to go with French fries. Thank you. I tots. No, <laughs> no. Here's my argument every time. If you get a soft French fry, you can. It's still edible. If you get a soft tater tot, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. All right, favorite movie? Uh, it would have to be. Um, it would have to be. Mm, it's it's one of the it's one of Leo's movies. It would either be. Um, uh, the Revenant or or Avatar. That's and Leo's obviously not in Avatar, but yeah. I love Avatar or 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 a Marvel movie like like. Not in game, but um, Infinity Wars because I, I liked how I liked how they made Thanos win. I think uh, Thanos gets gets a really bad rep. He's he's crazy, he's a crazy, <laughs> crazy guy. But 
I, I loved how they ended that. And then they tied everything together with the end game. So, so if I had to choose, it'd probably be Infinity War. I, I think it's crazy about uh, Revenant. I never thought that I would appreciate and like a movie so much that there was no talking in for like 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but it was still so good. But he, there was no talking in it after he, pretty much after he woke up from getting mauled by that bear. And then you he know, like, you know, what's crazy. It's crazy because Leo, that was his first golden globe. Like he, like you would expect Leo to have multiple golden globes, but he, that was his first ever golden globe. Which is crazy <laughs> to me because he has one of the best acting jobs of any of all time. And what's oh. eating Gilbert, and what's eating Gilbert grape. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. If you haven't, it's on Netflix. It's called What's Eating Gilbert Grape. He's a, he was young, and he okay. plays a mentally handicapped kid. It's got him and Johnny Depp in it. Hit, if you watch that movie, you won't even believe that it's that it's Leonardo DiCaprio, and he's like maybe 14 at the oldest. It's yeah. on Netflix. At least it was the last time I checked. If you haven't watched it and you like Leo a lot, watch that movie. The movie's fantastic. I'll definitely, I'll definitely look into that. All right. Favorite musical artist all time and currently? <laughs> Uh, I, I, I gotta say Chris Brown, not all time. Uh, well, yeah, probably all time Chris Brown. And then, um, currently, uh, probably Chris Brown and Drake. It, it probably, it's a tie between the, those two. What's, I think, your, what's your favorite album of all time? <clears throat> this is, this is a, this is a, this is different, but, uh, Miguel's, uh, Wild Heart or Kaleidoscope Dreams? Kaleidoscope Dreams was so good. Yeah. Was so was so good. What about currently? Like, what's a newer album that you like a lot? Um, mm, I was so last year. I feel like this album, and it was just kind of like a, a sneak release. But uh, the Dark Lane demo tapes was probably my favorite album of last year. Um, especially the song Losses. I feel like he was talking a lot of real stuff on that song. And uh I feel like Drake he's he's held to the highest standard and he always pulls through, but people don't always give him that respect like I like he deserves. So I always try to prop up and big up Drake because I mean he doesn't need it from me, of course, yeah. but <laughs> but I always try to try to show him love, like cause cause people are trying to play Drake sometimes. What's your biggest fear? Um, I don't know. I, I guess I guess I'm living with a with some type of regret, like being like. Well, I will say I don't want to ever want to. Uh, I think my biggest fear is looking my kids in the eyes and being like, uh, "Your your dad could have been this. Your dad could have been that." That's why I work so hard because I don't ever want to be talk about what ifs like yeah like i want to be able to instill in my children that like you're you're going you're this great because i was this great and you're part of me so i think that's one of my biggest fears is being able to like turning into a what if or like 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 a tragic injury happened like a career-ending injury and thinking about like what if i feel like that is different than kind of what you're saying though because i feel like if you try and you know something like that happens that's out of your control 
I don't yeah. feel I, again, this is me speaking from my point of view. I don't really feel like that's something that you can really look down on yourself with. You know, you think no. of somebody like a Grant Hill or a Penny Hardaway who, you know, were at the top of their games for, for, you know, two or three years. And then their, their careers were never the same after a couple of injuries. Like yeah. people still look at those guys as, that's man, they, they were, were great. Yeah, that's who they were. We know that's what they would have been. It was just the injury took their – Tracy McGrady is a great example of that. No one ever looks down on Tracy McGrady because of an injury. You know what I mean? No, and, and they shouldn't because a lot of people, even Cole, would, would say, like, hey, he was he was better than me. Well, I, I've said for a long time, if he didn't get hurt, we're not just talking about Kobe and LeBron from that era. We're talking about all three of them. I tell my cousin that all the time. Me and him actually talk about that all the time. It would be LeBron, Tracy – and Cole, because Cole, uh, Tracy averaged like 36 or 32 that one season. And I know I know he had that bad back and the, the, the knees were given out. And he, it just, he just had a bad bat, dealt a bad hand. Outside of Kevin Durant, I think that guy's probably one of the most difficult guards of all time in the NBA. And like Kevin Durant, people can say what they want about that guy. But to me, the guy's the biggest matchup nightmare in NBA history. Yeah. Just where he can shoot from, the way he handles the ball, like he, yeah, he can shoot from everywhere. You can't, you can't do anything with Kevin Durant because he, he can post you up. He, he can go, he can go and score on, on all three levels, at a very efficient rate. He had twenty eight points on thirteen shots, eleven for thirteen the other night. Yeah, but yeah, I think, uh, I think T Mac, um, I think people should. Definitely show them a little bit more love than what For they sure. do. All right. Favorite flavor of ice cream? Just a regular guy. I like chocolate. All right. Favorite restaurant in Louisville? Um, um, well, this, mm, I, well, I, 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 it's not in Louisville, so I can't really say it, but, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll say Louisville area then. Okay. Uh, I love, actually, yeah, I love, I love, um, Sapporo or or Kansai or Super Chefs. Super Chefs is really good. Have you ever been there? I haven't. I know they just opened up a new one in the West End, though, or they're planning on doing that. I think it's a seafood yeah. one. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's really it's really really good, and uh, I like their their superhero theme. Um, they have like black superheroes in there. And I I love the theme. I think that's the the nicest restaurant I've been to. Um, I love Asian cuisine. Though. I love uh, I love hibachi. I love um, Sapporo and Kansai, so it'd be a toss-up between those three. What was the so? What was the other one you were gonna say? Uh, Storm and Crab, because I love seafood. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard good things about that place. That's the one in St. Clarksville, right there on Veterans, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. Where uh, Famous Dave used to be. Which I never understood why that closed because it felt like that place was always packed. It was always booming. That's what, and I was telling my girlfriend, I was like, "Dang, like I really wish Famous Dave was right there. We can settle." <laughs> And we're not really settling for it for uh, seafood because we both love it, but we kind of both wanted barbecue that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right, who's your favorite basketball and your favorite football player ever? Uh, I I, I love To. I love that's my favorite ba- football player ever. Um, To he was just incredibly gifted. To was To, um, and then LeBron James. I just, I just love what he brings to the table. I I I think a, a close second. Um, I grew away from him um, when I started liking Bron because you know like Bron fans they got to pick a side. Um, but but Kobe would definitely be um, a close a close second or it'd be like a one A one B type type deal. 
Um, I love Kobe. I love his mindset. I love the mama mentality. I love how he's a family man. I love everything about him. So who's your favorite athlete ever? <sighs> if, you had to pick, if you had to pick one over everybody, who would you pick? Uh, <laughs> uh, probably, probably MJ. Probably MJ. He, he, he just, he gets, he gets the, the, um, I, I just loved how crazy he was. I, I don't think I ever get to that point, but like, um, I just loved how, how, how he was, he was willing to do whatever to get to the top of the mountain year in and year out. And when he retired and then came back and lost, and then he went and was like, oh, I'm going to win three more. Like, I'm yeah. not done. And went and did it. His mind is crazy, and, and I think he's probably my favorite favorite athlete of all time. Um, not named LeBron, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so this is uh, the high school part of it. We'll go basketball and high jumping, uh, but the other two will go just straight high jumping. So who's the best player you ever faced in high school, college, and professionally? Mm. So in basketball – I've, I've I've guarded and faced a lot of good good guys, but um, I, I think the hardest guy that I ever ever faced, um, and I I tell you, I it's it's a really big respect thing between me and him. But uh, Daryl Baker, he went to Jeff. Yeah, um, he was nice. He was playing at Talladega. He uh he he played against Ballard or, or Trinity or one of them, and uh, had like thirty nine points or something like that. He was torching everybody his senior season though. But yeah, I'd probably say Daryl. And then for track, high jump, uh, Randall. At as far as everybody from from top to bottom, Randall Cunningham. Seeing him jump, running Cunningham Jr. Uh, like his, the quarterback his, son. Yeah, his son's a, a, a high jumper. He jumped, uh, I think I want to say two thirty or two twenty nine. Um, that's seven, like seven six, even. So we were both at nationals. And uh, it, it's a it's a heartbreaking story, but he he ended up winning, um, but he he broke his foot. But before he broke his uh, whatever he broke in his leg, um, he he was just flying over the bar, and everybody just knew he was gonna win. <laughs> and uh, he just he just looked so majestic, and everything tied together at the right time. And I just love watching him jump. He was the, probably definitely the best high jumper I've jumped against, regardless of college or professionally. Regardless of college or professional, uh, well, well, I guess, I guess, I, I did. So last year at um, USA's, I jumped against Eric Kennard, and he, he was uh, the 2012 bronze medalist, well, silver, me silver medalist, and I think they gave him the gold because Russia, uh, they cheated, and a lot of people um, got tested positive for a lot of PEDs and stuff like that, so they relinquished those medals. But uh, I guess I could, I guess I would say. Eric Kennard, he's 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 special. But so did Randall Cunningham Jr. get out of the sport? I guess. Oh, he's back. He's back, one hundred percent healthy. Um, they're trying to. Rod actually told me. I, I don't want to uh, uh, jinx it, but they they told me they might have a meet in Las Vegas because they they all live out in Las Vegas, so they might have a meet out in Las Vegas and uh, invite us. So so I think it'll be really fun to catch up and jump with him because he was he was a great competitor um he was he was he 
no nonsense, excuse me. And uh, he just he was he was a really good eye jumper. And I, I'm he, glad he. Where did he go to school at? He went to USC. Okay. He won he won nationals that day too. So him, Trey Cover, and Shelby McEwen, my brother Shelby. Excuse me. All all um jumped two twenty nine, but Randall was clear up until to that point. So he he was special. <laughs> and, and I feel like we're gonna have a lot of battles. Um, but it's 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 a big respect from me. So that's all the questions I have for you. But I did want to. Um, so you mentioned that you were going that you were going to be paying your own way as far as the hotel and everything yep. in uh, the Olympic trials. I told you on the phone. We spoke yep. about it. I wanted to sponsor you. So we're making that announcement right here that I want that. You know, I'm going to be a sponsor of his. I, I can't say that I'll be as big as as the the movement or whatever, but I, I definitely want to, like he said, man, I believe in you, and I'm definitely going to put my money behind you. Um, but is there a way that you will accept donations as well from people that maybe listen to this? Like, is there going to be maybe a GoFundMe or something that you would put in the future, or is it something that maybe you have like a website that goes behind you that if some people want to donate to help your um, – your funds in that is there something that you would maybe look to do or that you plan to do yeah so so me and my girlfriend were actually talking a few few weeks ago and we were um we're gonna start up like uh um a gofundme like you were saying and we're, we're gonna we're gonna do a few things and we're gonna get that out to the public like i was saying earlier i, I haven't really been on a social media but i i gotta get back on um to build build a brand and, and build myself up um, so we're definitely going to get, um, get into that. Um, for right now though, I have my cash app if, if, if that's, if that helps, but, um, but I'm going to get you a lot, all of that information when, uh, when we, when we touch down, when we, when we figure everything out. Absolutely. You know, cause you know, man, like ever since I met you way back in the day, man, it was like, this kid's something special in basketball. And then you told me I jumped and I was like, do what? Yeah, I thought, so. I thought you were going D one and ball. No way, <laughs> no way, man. I was at that point. I was twenty four. No, I wouldn't. No, I wasn't nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I see. I like I told you at the time that I thought you were my age because yeah. you were. You know, you looked more mature than most of the people out there. Granted, we were playing at Community Park in New Albany, so that's yeah. maybe not saying too much, but, <laughs> <laughs> but. Guys, we'll get once he releases everything as far as his GoFundMe. I'm definitely gonna get that out and share it on all of my social media platforms. Is there anything that uh, you want to put out there? Maybe something that, as far as like maybe people can come watch you or something, if it's possible, or anything. If there is that meet next week on TV or anything like that. So I'll be posting on um, social media. My socials are at J Springs One One. It's all the same, Instagram, Twitter. Um, just I'll, I'll be posting on my story. I'll be posting on my uh, regular timeline. All the information. My Facebook is Javen Reeves. Um, you can find me on there, add me on there. And I'll just be posting a lot of information. Uh, I don't know if the meet will be televised. Liberty actually televised one meet on ESPN uh, two a few, a few weeks ago. Uh, the one that Rod was at. But I don't know if they're doing this one like that, so I, I don't quote me on that. Um, but I'll definitely have some information for the people, and I'll have 
everything um, up to date and everything um, on my socials um, very soon. So for sure, I'm excited. Me too, man. I'm excited. I, I was excited as soon as you told me, you know, you were back and, and getting ready for the Olympics, man. I was, I was pumped. Yeah. Um, but man, I, I appreciate you taking time out for me. I know you're busy, you know, hearing you talk all that stuff. It made me tired, man. You know, it's all love. I, I love, I love when we get up and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely get up real soon and definitely get up after, after we, we, we log up here. All right, man. I appreciate you taking time out, brother. And I'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. See all you. Right.